0: Your place and we need every combination to the safe. And if you corroborate everyone say got trying to figure out next. How are you doing, everybody? Welcome to Strengthen Our Scars. I'm your host, Dominic Province, also known as Dom Too Soon. Some people call me Mr. Too Soon. Um, but basically, the podcast Strengthen Our Scars. It's something simple, something very slight. I came up with the idea of strengthen our scars because I feel in my mind that everyone has scars everybody's going to go through something in their lifetime at some point. So when you go through things in life, you have to say to yourself, hmm, what can I do from it? Do I just take it, accept it, and fall, crumble, and turn into dust? Or do I really prosper and I turn into a diamond? So that's why I feel um, everyone's going to go through something. You're going to go through trials. You're going to go through tribulations. You're going to go through hard times, good days, bad days. But big thing for me, you have to have the bad days to have the good days. The only way you can come out from the other side is you have to have the bad days. So that's just something simple about what strengthen Our Scars is. Really, this podcast is going to be based off of sports, funny moments. There's going to be a lot of comedy. I'm going to bring some of my guys on, some of my buds. We're going to have good times. We're going to have bad times. We're going to have awkward times. We're going to talk about everything that we can talk about. Um, But to start off, we're going to start with a little bit of sports today. So everyone keeps talking about LeBron. LeBron this, LeBron that. All-time scoring record. I will say this. I am not particularly a LeBron fan. Now, hear me out, hear me out. When I say I'm not a LeBron fan, I don't mean I'm not a LeBron fan because of what he's done. He hasn't done great things. LeBron is full of greatness. He is a great basketball player. He's going to be go down as one of the greatest and arguably the greatest basketball player ever. But the difference is, and a lot of people will give you judgment for this, they'll say, oh, you're younger. You you didn't see You didn't see uh, Jordan play, so how do you know? That's the thing. i seen LeBron play. And for me to look back and see all these things about Jordan, you can go watch the games. Games were recorded. Jordan was that guy. Jordan was that guy. And personally, in my opinion, Kobe was that guy. LeBron is one of the guys, but he's not that guy. What do I mean by that guy? I watched Jordan hop on the court. No one's stopping Michael Jordan. That simple. I've watched LeBron hop on the court. People have stopped LeBron James before. And that's just something people have to come to reality with. People have stopped LeBron. People have held Jordan. I'm not going to say people have not. People have held Kobe. I'm not going to say they're not. But what is he the best at? So, and I was watching a podcast. i uh, speaking of podcasts. I was watching a podcast with Shaq. Shaq, he even said he's not he won't go down as a top five greatest, but he will go down as the greatest of something, and that's the difference. I think LeBron's going to go down as the as the most dominant player to ever play basketball. Let me correct myself. Not the most dominant, but the most athletically dominant player to play basketball. And what that means for me is like LeBron is, if I'm not incorrect, 38. He's still scoring at will. He's still doing everything he wants at will. He's still the king. He's still King James. But that's about it. Not the best dunker. Not the best three-point shooter. Not the best free-throw person. He can play three to four positions of the game of basketball. He can play the one through the four. I'm not giving him the center. Someone's going to say, hey, oh, he can play center. No, he cannot play center. Sorry to say it. When I mean play center, Magic Johnson played center. And playing center is you have to sit in the post, get abused, and even though that's not today's version of center, it's still playing center. You have to be able to be in the post to get abused, to take on big guys, to guard the Giannis, to guard the Nikola Jokic, to guard with another dominant just Just in general, just dominant bigs. Dominant bigs, you have to be able to guard those guys in the post and take on that matchup grab 10 to 15 rebounds a game, still score, and that's playing big for me. That's playing big for me because I, I remember growing up, I was always taller than most people, so they had me playing a lot of big. So I had to sit in the post, had to play defense in the post, had to rebound, have to inbound, have to get down the court, trot. You're really going to have to do some hard, gritty work that I don't think LeBron has to do, so that's why I cannot say he can play the five. He can play the four. I'll give him the four because he can guard Giannis. He can guard a four that can shoot, that can drive, and most fours are between six eight, six eight to six ten, I wanna say. So he can guard those guys, but can LeBron play defense on a guy who's seven foot tall, a hundred pounds heavier than him, and a guy who's just physically better than him? I don't think so. I can't sit here and genuinely say Yes, LeBron can. He can. That's that simple. Um, But we're going to talk about legacy. I think the reason why I can consider Jordan my GOAT, nobody could guard Michael Jordan. Point blank period. Nobody could guard Michael Jordan. So with that being said, what makes LeBron better than him? Nothing. That, That aspect of the game does not make him better than him. You can guard LeBron. There's people who could guard Jordan, who could play good defense on him, but Jordan was scoring at will. Jordan was the best player on his team at all times. And the problem is I can't say LeBron has been the best player on his team at all times. The reason I can say that is he's probably been the most dominant person on his team at all times. That does not make you the best. And I can put that in a football sense because I play football. And you can be, you can be, a good football player, but not good at your position. And what that means, is I can put that in a in a aspect. And I keep talking about this. This is a good common one for me. I like to talk about Debo. I think Debo is an amazing athlete. And even he's a great football player. He's going to go down, depending on his career and how he keeps doing, as a Hall of Famer to me. I think he'll go down his first ballot. But personally, in my opinion, I do not think, He's a great receiver. And what I mean by that is San Francisco has no longer made him a receiver. He's now a utility player. Being a utility player, you're not the same as just playing your position. You're As we football guys say, athlete, you're an athlete. If you're an athlete, you're not playing one position. You're good at the game of football. You're athletic and you can play multiple positions. That's what athlete is. You're very good at the game of football. That does not mean you're so great at your position. So there's guys who are athletes, but... Athletes and they're better kick returners than they are receivers. They're they're better punt returners than they're receivers. There's better running backs than they are a receiver And on the defensive end, it can be the same way you can be A better linebacker than you actually play safety. You play a lot of safety. So they put you at nickel You're now a nickel safety. So on the offensive end. That's why I say the same thing for LeBron LeBron He's been the most dominant player on his team That does not make him the best basketball player on his team and I can point back at Cleveland and Cleveland I will say Kyrie was the more dominant player on the team. Reason being is we all want to give LeBron the stardom of the 3-1 lead comeback and all this. Good. I don't think that happens with no Kyrie, and that's that simple. And to put it in retro, no Kyrie playing great, phenomenal defense. (laughs) And I know someone that calls him Martin Luther Irving because right now he's trying to spread peace and he's trying to hoop. and We're not going to talk about it, but. No Kyrie, LeBron doesn't win. And I don't like the fact that people forget the fact that Kevin Love was on that team, J.R. Smith was on that team, Iman Shepard was on that team. Those were some guys. JR was a guy. We're not going to ever forget J.R. was that guy when he was with the Knicks. I just think he was not in the right role. So that's the same way when he came to L.A., LeBron, I don't think this team's going to ever work because LeBron Braun is the problem. And that, that hurts to say. That's crazy to say. So when I go back to this go conversation, Jordan was never the problem. Jordan brought guys in. He was never the problem. And we're going to always talk about he's 6-0, six, oh, six final MVPs, 6-0. and oh, And at no point, and this is the conversation I will always have, at no point was he held to five points in the game. At no point was he held to 11 points in the game. At no point was he held to 23 in a series. At no point was he held by Sean Marion to 11 points. Ever. 13 points. Ever. 20 points. Ever. Jordan consistently went out and dominated the game of basketball. And it's that simple. Dominating the game of basketball, LeBron has not done that in my opinion. Longevity-wise, yes, he is going to go down as one of the greatest players to ever play the game. But I do not think he Dominates the game of basketball And that's something for me That I cannot include him as an all time I, I can't say he's the greatest player to ever play But I will say he's the most athletic Longevity wise He's the best player to ever playing. Longevity wise um, What he's doing at his age Is just unbelievable Unpredictable And he, he's beating Father Time But that's the same way I can say with Tom Brady He beat Father Time Time is just an illusion That's how you take care of your body You pay millions of dollars To take care of your body You're going to perform better than some guys So for me I just think it's that simple Let's get into football. The Dallas Cowboys. So I've been talking all week, probably the last two weeks, (laughs) about what can the Cowboys do to become a winning franchise. And the problem is I think it's bigger than coaching. I think it's really bigger than coaching. I think Dallas needs to seriously reevaluate who they have on their team. I think Dak Prescott should get traded. I'm going to get hate for this. Dak Prescott should get traded. Ezekiel Elliott should get traded. Let's restructure the contracts and trade them. Now you say, who are you going to trade them for? Draft picks. Trade him to the Colts. Trade them to the Texans. Go get you a guy like B. John Robinson. Go get you a guy who can go run in the backfield that can go alongside Tony Pollard once he comes back from this injury, he's going to be that guy for me in Dallas. Alongside that, I think, get a different quarterback. You need to get a different quarterback. And with Aaron Rodgers on the market, with Derek Carr on the market, one of those guys has to get bagged. That's just a personal opinion. One of those guys has to get bagged. You cannot let one of those guys slip. Brady's retired. He's gone. Rodgers still has an arm. Rodgers still can play the game very, very, very well at an exponential level. Do not let one of these guys slip. Derek Carr, after what I've seen him do with his quarterback accuracy in the Pro Bowl, and to be honest, I have never not considered Derek Carr a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. I've never not considered him a top 15 quarterback. On top of that, alongside that, that's the same way I feel about Matt Stafford. I've never not considered him a top 15 quarterback in the NFL at any point, even when he was with the Lions. Derek Carr, same thing. In all his time with the Raiders, he's put up consistently good numbers, and I just don't think he's in the right system. Pull them out that system. Get Rodgers back to Mike McCarthy and let them go to work. You're going to have Rodgers with a CeeDee Lamb, a Dalton Schultz, and by the way, franchise tag Dalton Schultz. Let's do that immediately. Keep him there as long as you can. You're going to have Dalton Schultz, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. We can continue with T.Y. Hilton. I just simply think for the fact if the Cowboys really wanted to win a Super Bowl, they would do something to win the Super Bowl. And what I mean by that is stop speaking on it and just do it. As a Cowboy fan, I hate hearing this year is our year. No, it's not. I could have told you that at the beginning of the season, the Cowboys were not winning win the Super Bowl. Reason being is I seen what happens. When we get a couple wins in, we lose. We shouldn't have put up a game versus the Texans. We shouldn't have lost to Philly the first time. Every time the Cowboys put up a game, they lose. And so that's a problem. So let's get that out of there. Let's get that whole mindset, that system out of there. Let's go on to Brock Purdy. I seen somebody put him as offensive rookie of the year. I'm not taking anything away from Brock Purdy and his athletic ability to play the game of football. I think he did an exponential job of playing the game of football. He played very well until he played a defense that was better than him. The reason why Brock Purdy could not beat the Cowboys and the Cowboys beat the Cowboys because Brock Purdy was not. I'm not going to say he wasn't. Let me rephrase myself. Brock Purdy is a great quarterback. You're in the NFL, you're a great quarterback, regardless. No matter what your pick was, you made it to the NFL, practice or not, you came in, you performed, one 6-0, and then you lost to Philly. When you put defense on Brock Purdy, that was exponentially better, just as good or better, you're going to see where things start to lack and where his team start to gain, why he was not in the same pick as Jalen Hurts. You'll see why. But if we remember... They had a great game in college, but look at the film. Look at the film. I think Brock Purdy was able to get away until you play the Cowboys, and you can see that if you put pressure on him the whole game, and that's any quarterback, though. Send five, six guys the whole game. Put your guys in cover zero. Put them in man. Somebody's going to get flustered as long as the pressure's getting there. That's just how the game of football is. They did it to Tom Brady. They did it to Brock Purdy. And I believe they would have done it to Jalen Hurts if they would have played it the next week. I think Dallas beat themselves versus the 49ers. And a lot of times people can say that, but this time it really showed. Dak Prescott got through two picks. Those two picks really determined the game. Brock Purdy had an exponential game the week before. He had an exponential game the five games before. But going into Dallas, I do not think he went out and shocked the world. I don't think he did, and that's the reason we lost. He lost to Philly. On to Philly. In my honest opinion, I do not think Philly has a slightest chance in the world versus Kansas City. And why do I say that? Kansas City's been there before, for one. For two, People are going to get their head all loose. Three, I don't think Philly really had a hard schedule going against the season, and I don't think they had a hard schedule coming out the playoffs. And when I, when I say that, I don't say that to doubt Philly. I think Philly has a great chance. Do I think they'll win? No, absolutely not. I think Philly gets blown out by 20. And at halftime, we're going to be looking at the screen, talking about something what happened. Reason I say this is because you played the Giants, you played a fourth string quarterback, fourth and fifth string quarterback, if I'm not incorrect, versus the 49ers, and now you're going on to play Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and and the group. That's just that simple. But don't don't take it away from the fact that you do have AJ Brown, you do have. Devontae Smith. You do have Jalen Hurts. That is a great offensive core. You do have Miles Sanders. He, he's gonna tote that thing, but I haven't seen him really toting it that much recently. But he's gonna he's gonna do Miles Sanders things. You have a good defense. I think it's gonna it should be a game in the first quarter. But Andy Reid, in my opinion, is gonna go down as one of the top three coaches all time. All time. There's not that many coaches with a better track record than Andy Reid. And this is also a great marketing tool. They're going to sit there. Andy Reid was in Philly at one point. Andy Reid beats Philly for a Super Bowl. and It's that simple. It's that simple. Andy Reid beats Philly for a Super Bowl. There's nothing more to say. Nothing more you can do. I'm going to my next topic. To gym. <laughs> um, I started going back to the uh, going to the gym. Um, uh, I would say. April of last year. That's when I really started my gym grind. As they say. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. Um. When I first started going to the gym, I had just came off ACL injury, so I was probably weighing about a buck fifty, but buck, buck sixty, maybe, maybe previous to that I was wearing two hundred to two hundred five. Yeah, I was wearing a buck fifty, buck sixty after this. Um, and I can just see the improvement, man. It hasn't even been a full year since I've been really going to the gym, and I can just see the improvement every single day I go. And for a while, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting bigger, I'm not getting stronger. Then one day I woke up and I realized I had stretch marks. (laughs) And that, for me, was hilarious. Waking up that day, seeing stretch marks, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I had to go out and tell my mom. Um, It was hilarious for me. But I think the thing is the key thing is about going to the gym, you have to stay consistent. Consistency is so much of a key because if you're not consistent, and consistency does not have to be you go to the gym seven days a week, not at all. But I go to the gym six days a week and rest on Sundays. But you have to have a consistent schedule. If you're gonna go to the gym three times a week, go to the gym three times a week. Don't say oh, I don't feel like going. No, just go, just go. You're gonna those two hours that you're gonna do, you'll sit on the couch or you're gonna go sit at home or you're gonna. If you're gonna do something productive, you have other days to do those things that are productive. But you could have still done those things that were productive. So for me, I I realize that once you put yourself in a situation to be productive. You don't have to worry about being unproductive and it's that simple. So for me, I wake up every day about four, about four or five in the morning, wake up, let's go shower, brush your teeth, get you a little grub in, hit gym. You don't have to wake up at four and that's just me. That's my personal thing. But if you wake up, shower, brush your teeth, eat, do something productive. Your whole day is going to change. Every day I wake up and I think to myself, I'm like, when I started doing this, I said, dang, I'm so much more productive and I'm ready to start my day. Knock out 10 pushups, knock out 10 sit-ups, knock out a minute plank. Do something productive to start your day. And the rest of your day will be productive. If you keep thinking to yourself that, oh, I can start my day unproductive, you're just going to continue to be unproductive. And that's that simple. So I start my day. I try to be productive. I try to do something that's very valuable to my body, stuff like that. And it's the simple fact is you want to do something like this to change your body, to change your mindset even, to stop saying, oh, I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. You can. You really can. And it doesn't have to be 5 a.m. If you have work at 7 but you're gonna get up at five anyways. I guarantee you, there's ten minutes out of there that you mope around. It's hundred. I guarantee you, you, mope around for five ten minutes, and those five ten minutes knock out ten push ups, knock out ten sit ups, knock out a minute plank, and let's go get your day started. Let's go get started with your day. Let's go be great today. And I think if you take every day day by day, you win every single day. You stop having unproductive days. There's a concept that I learned recently that 24 hours is not one day. You can make four days out of 24 hours, and that's just how you see it. For me, I don't sleep eight hours a night. I don't. I don't need eight hours of sleep. I'm still very much productive. I don't wake up restless. I don't have to sleep in every every other day because I've trained my mind to the fact that when you get to a certain point, sleeping in and wasting time. It's unproductive. You you should start feeling to yourself that I'm being unproductive with my day. And that's how I feel. If I if I sleep in, say, an hour, I feel like I waste an hour of my day. If I sleep in till 12, I've wasted six to eight hours of my day. So stop wasting your time and let's be productive. Let's do something. Let's get something done. And it doesn't have to be working out. It's anything you want to do with your life. If you want an example me, I just started a merchandise company, started the podcast. The productivity that had to change for me to do this. I had to stop saying, uh, this, uh, that. Oh my gosh, this. Oh my gosh, that. No, be productive and get what you have to do done. Wake up. If I have to work on different merchandise ideas. I work on them knock them out let's be productive let's get our day started let's do something to improve our day and that's just how I take every single day to make myself better every single day and it's that simple it's as simple as changing your mindset as it's a burden to wake up to let's wake up and let's do something it's that simple it's the simple of a mindset and it's not going to just be easy the first day you can do it for one day you can do it for two days you can do it for two weeks even but once you can consistently do it Day after day after day after day. It's no longer a burden. It's just doing it. I don't mean to quote Nike, but just do it. Just do it. So when you take your mindset and you say, hey, I have, I'm going to get this done today. I'm going to get this done. And you find something you got to get done every single day. You no longer have the stress of worrying about, man, I could have done this today. Could have, should have, would have. Could have, should have, would have. I could have done this. I should have done this, I would have done this, and that's the first step. So I think when you change your mindset from going to say, hey, I can do this, I could do this, I want to do this, and to saying, I'm going to do this, I'm doing this, and that's just showing your actions are louder than words. You don't have to speak on it, but be careful. I learned this recently. Um, One of my favorite motivational speakers, his name is Inky Johnson. I also listen to a lot of Eric Thomas. They're great guys to listen to. Johnson said, watch your thoughts because they become your words. Watch your words because they become your actions. And watch your actions because they produce your future. And I can break that down for you. And I don't, I don't just say these things and I don't just hear these things and say, oh, yeah, that's true. Keep it pushing. Watch your thoughts. And I can say it simple with this example scenario. I could have said a year ago I never thought to myself that I was going to start a podcast. And I said, hmm, I want to do something with my, I want to do something different. I want to be different. So I said, hey, start jotting down things on a board. These were all things in my mind. I just plowed them down. Start a podcast was on there. Then I told my sister, told my mom, I told my siblings, told my grandparents, I'm going to start a podcast. These were my words. I'm going to start a podcast, and look what I did. They become my actions, and from here, they produce my future. Consistency. Know what's in your mind. When you watch your thoughts and you understand your thoughts, they become your words. And people forget how powerful the tongue is. Tongue is one of the most powerful things there is on planet Earth. So when you say things, mean them. Have meaning behind the things you say. So everything I... I, of experiences, having meaning behind the things I say changed my life. It stops just saying things and do those things. That simple. When you stop just saying things and do those things, it becomes so much simpler. It's So much easier even. Because you don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about people not believing in you and i'm gonna get into that later Belief, i'm gonna get into that very much soon but your words have so much power so when you do something or you say something and you don't act on those words you lose the value of your words and that's that sucks you don't want to ever lose the value of your words i feel to myself that everything i speak i mean i've never said anything that i didn't mean If I say I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. If I say in 10 years from now, I'm going to be able to take care of my family, myself, I'm going to be able to do it. And it's that simple. That's what you had to mean by your words are important. Your words mean so much to people. When people ask me something and I say, this is my response, they go, he met that. And it's that simple. It's that simple. It's changing your mindset of saying, I can say this and then I'll do it eventually. No, stop saying I'll do it eventually and just do it. Just go out and do it. Just what is the worst thing that can happen? And I say that all the time. What is the worst thing that can happen? And my bud, um, Aaron and Jay, they know I say that all the time. You do something, the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't work out. Or if you're talking to someone about an opportunity, the worst thing that can happen is they say no. Oh, well, they say no. At least you got to ask. You asked. You went out your way. You asked. And you provided yourself something that no one else can come provide you. The opportunity to fail. I don't think success is measured by how much you make, how much you have. But how many times did you fail and get back up and kept going? That's the metric success. And it's that simple. How many times did you fail? Say, hey, got to get up. Keep going. And someone said this also. You fail, you can sit there for a little bit, but at some point you got to get up, wipe yourself off, and keep going. And then you're going to fail again. And you can sit there and mope, but at some point you have to get up, wipe yourself, and keep going. And you're going to get to a point where you're going to fail. You're not going to mope. You're just going to get up and you're not even going to wipe yourself off because you know you're going to fall again. And that's okay. That's okay. White is meant to get dirty. White is meant to get dirty. White does never stay white. It's meant to get dirty. With that being said, it's like, you ever own a white shirt? At some point, that shirt's going to get something on it. At some point, it could be a speck of dust. Something's going to get on it. You're going to have to wipe it off. You're going to have to wipe it off. So I think that's very important to remember that. At some point in your life, you're going to sit there and say, hey, Really hard. It should have gone differently. And you can sit in moat, you can grieve about it. You can understand. You can take it in. You can even I and I people think it's especially guys. I, I like to talk to guys a lot. Like they think it's so masculine to uh cry or let out emotions. It's not. It is not. It is okay to go through something. You have to go through things in life. So if you fall, take a second, take a breath, take a step back, get up, wipe yourself off, and keep it pushing. And that's how I see it. That's how I see the only way to succeed is how many times did you fall and get back up. That's success. It doesn't matter. Success is a social construct, as I like to say, a figment to our imagination. It is something, a word that was created to measure something that's not that has no measurement. You can't say someone can have $1 to their name and they can call themselves successful because at some point they had $0 to their name. That is a true level of success. And that's the same thing for a person who can amount to millions. Someone can have $1 million to their name and consider themselves unsuccessful because they are not finished yet. When you get to the top of the hill, now it's time to go climb the mountain. So, if you're not finished yet, then you wouldn't see yourself as successful. But if you think you're done, you've amounted to everything you can amount to, you can call yourself successful. There's people out there who think, or well, they're appreciative of the value of a dollar, the single dollar that is success to them. Having a stable job is making them successful. You are you have succeeded. You failed. You, you didn't have a stable job. You were unemployed. You were going through things. You were having hardship. You didn't have insurance. You couldn't take care of yourself. You couldn't take care of you couldn't keep food on the table. Then you got a stable job. You can make some money. You can pay your rent. You can pay your mortgage. You can put food on the table. You you've amounted to something for yourself. That is levels of success. And some people don't understand that. And once you understand that, that's how success is measured you'll stop thinking that these people who have these millions and millions of dollars are the most successful people in the world to who to you maybe, but not to me. How many times have they failed and gotten back up? My next topic is going to be life inside of San Antonio. Lord have mercy. (laughs) Life in San Antonio is something. Um, I will say you would. It's like Dallas. I used to live in Dallas. Um, you're never short of construction. You're never going to be short of construction. Construction is everywhere. Um, right now, they're doing 1604. I don't know. I feel like they've been doing 1604 since I was about the fifth grade. And that's crazy to say. They've been doing 1604 since I was about the fifth grade. And they're still doing 1604. So let's just put that in perspective. <laughs> um, San Antonio is. A gorgeous city. I love the city of San Antonio. I could not be more grateful for the city of San Antonio. And people will say, Well, what do you like about San Antonio? What is it so like that would want you to stay? The people, the atmosphere, the culture, the understanding the roots of San Antonio. Um, I love going out and just hearing people's different stories. This city is so diverse. There's different people, everyone has different stories. Everyone and people come from everywhere. You have military here, you have retirees here, you have Just a whole bunch of different people here and this city just has that atmosphere of just love just different creativity just love and i love the fact that they have that Um, i'm so grateful for the fact that i have been able to witness and see everything they do um from the food culture is amazing food culture here is amazing um you can go find a little shop down the street and just people are so genuine here in San Antonio. I love the fact of that. Um, and Yes, you're going to have disingenuine genuine people. That's everywhere you go. But you have people out here that they understand struggle. They understand hardship. They understand um, just the different realities of life. So when you have people like that, you can see the faith in them. You can see the, how genuine they are, how genuine people are. So I'm going to get into my six steps of how I win every day later and this is a big thing for me because I've seen how people have, people who didn't have gave, and that means so much more than people who do have giving. And I can say that because at some point in your life you're not gonna have, I don't know what it can be, it can be anything. At some point in your life you're not gonna have, but it's just a simple fact is, you don't have to have to give. It's little things that can be considered as giving, and that's so important to me. Um, So that's why I love the city of San Antonio. It's a countdown city. Um, Everything is nearby. (laughs) You can go down the street. You have food down the street. You have a Walmart. You have H-E-B. We love our H-E-B here. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a a mega H-E-B downtown, but it's a gorgeous city. This city's so gorgeous. It means so much. And living here, um, I've experienced so much different things. I've done so much different things. Um, from finding a little canal to go to in Medina, um, fishing in Medina at Medina, going to a little lake with some rocks and stuff like that for a skip day. Just different types of things, just different things there's to do do in San Antonio. You can go downtown and go look at the lights when the lights are out. It's such a beautiful city. Um a big thing I like to do here, I like to go to the Pearl pearl is so gorgeous. It's so peaceful cuz it reminds me where I came from. And when I say that is because everyone is man-made, if that makes sense. Mm. And the pearl is this little man-made river that connects, I'm pretty sure into downtown. Um but it's so gorgeous because the simple fact is it's like everything around it it's still growing, and everything around you is still growing. And that reminds me of I'm still growing. I'm still becoming a different person. I'm still learning things. I'm still learning life. I'm still advancing in life. So when I just see things like that, just so gorgeous, I go sit there. I go walk. Um, I'll walk down at the Pearl. I'll go sit down and just go sit down and just listen to music and think. And it's so peaceful, um, Solidarity. Just think to yourself, man, it gets better. That's that's a big thing I like to do. Um, I, I call it my mental recovery. It gets better. No matter how low you are, it gets better. So when you go through lows that are very low, you see to yourself that, hey, it can get easier, it gets better. It's not gonna be a, a terrible day. And I say you had your bad yesterday to have a good tomorrow. Today is today. Now, why I say that is you had your bad yesterday, even though today can be yesterday, and people fail to realize that. Today can be yesterday if you see it as it already happened. Tomorrow's a new day. So, when I, when I, and I, mind you, I'm so grateful for the fact that, that every day is not promised and you don't know what your outcome is for tomorrow. So if I have two bad days in a row, I can say, hey, I had two bad days in a row. Tomorrow's a new day. So beautiful to think that tomorrow's a new day is such a big statement to me because I wouldn't know where I'd be if I always thought about yesterday. If I always thought about yesterday, I would think to myself, "Ah, I'm never going to be able to push past to get to tomorrow. It's that simple. If I always thought about yesterday, I would never think about tomorrow. And I love living in the present. Because if I wasn't to wake up tomorrow, I'd have been happy and accomplished what I've done so far in my life. And that's just a beautiful thing. I could go to my maker knowing that it was a beautiful run. It was a beautiful run. I've seen so much to say it was a beautiful run. So living in San Antonio just has been, it's been great for me. Um, I've gone through some of my lowest here. I've gone through some of my highest time periods here. And um, San Antonio is always just it's a constant reminder it's a constant reminder that you have to like I said you have to have bad days have good there's gonna be sunshine after every storm and when you're in the dark and you think there's no light find the light find the light it can be the smallest speck find the light Um, and that's just something very important to me so that's what I love about San Antonio that's what I love living in San Antonio Um, my guys are here Um, UTSA is here that's my school that's that's everything to me. Um, and I love just being around this culture, this family. Um, and I've just my life has changed so much in different ways. I've met so many new people and new connections. Um, I've just gotten to a different point in my life in San Antonio that I don't think I would have been able to do anywhere else. San Antonio is a city where yes, it's a doggy dog world, but there's people that are still out there that are trying to help you. Um and what I do admire is I tell someone I told people this all the time, but when people you're going to have people who are going to come into your life who are going to try to do one or two things, either try to help you succeed or try, to, or try to help you fail. One of the two things, and you need both. You need people who are going to try to help you fail so you can't succeed. That's what I mean by failure causing success. You have to fail a million times to succeed once. If I was to say I was perfect, I'd be lying if I was to say that I think I'm better than anyone, I'd be lying. If I was to say I've 100% succeeded, I wouldn't even say I've 25% succeeded because I'd be lying. But guess what? I failed and I've gotten back up. And that's success. That is succeeding. Failing, getting back up. Failing again, getting back up. That is what I call success. That is what success is. Any person that you think is, oh, they have, they're have they amounting to this, they own all these chains, jewelry, cars, that's all good. How many times do they fail? How many times do they get back up? That's the only thing that matters to me. If you can say you haven't failed once in your life, you're lying to yourself and you're lying to me, you're lying to anybody who asks you that. You have to fail. You're going to have to go through something to get to somewhere. So saying my granddad told me one time, and I didn't, I didn't truly understand until um, recently in my life, actually. He said, if you're driving with no destination, you'll end up either lost or dead. I'm going to say it again. If you're driving with no destination, you're going to end up either lost or dead. And I never understood that saying. Never understood it. I, I thought it was just referring to driving a car. If I drive the car, And I'm not going anywhere, I'm just out driving. I'm gonna end up either lost or dead. People don't know how to drive, and I get lost, I'm just driving. But it's bigger than that. And I I reflected with him recently about it. Um, It's not just about driving a car. Yes, if you drive a car, you can end up lost or dead. But it is about the simple fact if you're going along with your life with no destination, no dreams, no goals, no aspirations, no will to be better, no will to succeed, no will to just keep pushing every single day, you're going to end up either lost in your own thoughts or you'll end up dead because you're not going to be careful about what you have going on in life. I can say there's been a few times in my life I've took some things for granted and I regret it. But on the other side of regret is lessons you have to have bad just terrible experiences just going through something and there was a point where I feel like I lost my destination and I got lost um, I reflected I looked back and I had to take a, a step back from everything I had to take a step back from doing just the normal stuff I was doing I feel like I got lost. I wasn't training It's hard. I was just trying to go out, distract my mind from what I had actually going on in my mind instead of facing it. Um, and that's something that a lot of people go through. They, and I know a lot of athletes deal with this. A lot of just everyday people just deal with this too. But you, we bottle things up and we try to avoid the situation. So I've seen people who just, they think, I'm going to get high just so I don't have to think about it anymore. I can distract my mind from it. But why? I'm going to drink so I can distract my mind. I'm going to go out so I can distract my mind from it. Instead of doing that, how about we face it? And I, I was telling someone this recently. You're never going to be able to succeed, to get to the point where you want to go to or get past the situation until you face it. You have to be sober. You have to face it. And it's going to suck at first. It's going to 100% suck. I'm not saying I was out here smoking weed and doing drugs and hard stuff like that. Um, but... I fell I fell in love with just being distracted I like to go out Um, I I hated being home, hated being in my own room Um, because I always say to myself I like being alone but I hate being lonely so I was trying to distract myself from being lonely, from feeling what I was feeling, from going through what I was going through and I got to a point where I started to get lost from what I wanted, my dreams, goals, and aspirations. Um, so I had to change my mindset. I had to change. I had to go through change. And um, I had to change my ways. And it's funny that I say change my ways because it's not necessarily anything I was doing was wrong. But it wasn't right, if that makes sense. So if you're going through things. You're going to have to go through bad things. You're going to have to see that, hey, can't keep doing this. I can't keep saying to myself and feeling sorry for myself, being down for myself. If I want better for myself, if I want better for the people around me, then I have to change my ways. And I'm not saying don't go out. I'm not saying go don't go hang out with your friends. I'm not saying every once in a while go drink with your friends. Do that stuff. You need to experience those things. But you have to stay focused. So I had to change my ways because it got to a point where I started hurting people I cared for, um, and that for me broke me. I didn't. I never wanted to get to a point where I hurt someone that I cared for and I loved, or I had love for, and that for me, and it it, it was family, um, relationships, friends, even, um, and just everyday people. So I was hurting them because I wasn't healed. And I see this, I've seen this quote recently, you better heal your wounds because you're going to bleed all of the people you care for. And I didn't, um, and I messed up and I take responsibility for why I've messed up. Um, at the same time I got to a point where I felt like no one believed in me and I had to reevaluate. So I recently said this too. I apologize if I if I'm coming if I come off a little cocky to some people. A lot of people say that I come off a little cocky. I come off like I think I have like my head on my shoulders. And it is true because at one point in my life, I was the only person who believed in me. So when you get to that point and you're the only person that believes you, you have to be humbled. And that's what happened. I, God humbled me to the point where I I believed in him because I knew he believed in me, and I could see where others believed in me. Um, So it just got to that point where I had to say to myself, hey, it's okay to take a step back. It's okay to not go out. It's okay to not hang out. It's okay to be alone. It's okay to feel a little lonely. Um, And there's been a lot of times I, I just laid in my room, a little sad, just tears were flowing, sitting, I couldn't sleep felt like I couldn't eat, I was just anxious. Um especially over the like the last thing that I was going through. So and those times came and the only way I could change that is I started doing like I'm going to get to my six things of how to win every single day. So to win every single day, it's six things I say you can do. And even when you have a bad day, you still won the day. And I had in high school, we used to say win the day, win today, deserve to win, deserve to win today. And I will take that. I'll mention Coach Shaw, Coach Pazer and Coach Arafat. I'll mention that with me until the day I die. Deserve to win today. And what that means is make it known that this is the reason you should win. Earn it. Go out and earn it. So my six ways is Do something for your mind. And for me, something for my mind, I read something motivational. I go on a walk. I read something motivational. And I share this on social media. I I read it and I understand it. When I read things, I always think back to myself, now understand it. So reread it again. If I still don't understand it, 100% didn't grasp it, reread it again. When you start doing that, you'll understand You understand the reading and you can relate to that in your life. Relate to these things. You're doing something for your mind. You're doing something for your mind. You tell yourself every day in your mind that, yeah, you're going through this or you've gone through this. Remember this. Remember this moment. Never forget this moment. Never forget how you felt. Never forget what it took to go through this. And now push through it. That simple. Push through it. Next, I say you do something for your body. You can do yoga. You can meditate. Um, I go to the gym. You can be working out. Recover your body. Stretch. Do something. For, go on a little walk on a hike. Do something for your body. Your body is a beautiful template. You have to understand how beautiful your body is, how beautiful the template is, how much how much it means to take care of it, okay? So every day do something for your body. And it doesn't have to be, oh, go to the gym for two hours. You can sit at home. You can do a little stretch. Do a little yoga. Something simple. Do something for your body. Next, something for your soul. And you, it doesn't matter. Um, me, I read my Bible. That's something for my soul. For my soul to understand, to connect with God, for to connect with somebody. But if, even if you don't believe in God, um, read your favorite book. Connect. Connect with your soul. Connect with who you are. And it's that simple. Connect with who you are as a person. Connect with everything that's going on in your life. Just connect with it. Be better than you were yesterday. Make your soul understand that it's okay to keep improving. It's okay to go through bad things. But how valuable is your soul? Four, I say show actions are louder than words. And every day I try to do that. Um, Whatever I'm doing or I've done in my past, or I've done for someone, or I've, I've done a rap for a group of people, um, for myself even, actions are louder than words. So and people always say that actions are so much more than words. What you're doing, what you've done, will determine what your words actually mean. You can say, and that's why I say your words, if you're not acting on, or actually doing the actions on them, they start to lose value. So actions have to become louder than words. Um, so let what you're doing, what you've done, how you treat people, how you change your ways, just stuff like that. You don't have to speak on it. You can just do it, and people will see, people have to take notice. People have to understand the fact that, hey, they're doing this. So, like me recently, um, I told myself, I'm going to stay out the way, I'm not going to go out, I'm not going to put myself in situations to. Um, just, just bad situations. What did that do for me? It changed my life. It changed, and I'm just doing it. And I'll, I'll tell people, they're like, why don't you go? I'm just staying out the way, man. I'm just staying out the way. Because I don't want to put myself in a situation where I can affect myself, others, or anybody around me. And I never want my mom to wake up to a call that her baby boy's gone. That's something I never want. So I let my actions speak for themselves. I just... Do I? I knew I was going to do this podcast. Um, and I, I told people, Hey, I'm going to do this. And I can say this I am telling y'all now, a year, maybe a year or two, I will be a number one podcaster. And I'm telling you that now, I'm gonna let my actions speak for that. I'm going to show you the consistency, I'm going to show you the route, I'm going to show you the way to go. That's simple, nothing else to it. Um, the fifth thing. Practice gratitude, man. And this is why I'm going to go back to why I say I've seen people who don't have give. Um, give back to the community, to others, people who have done things for you. And it, it it's very simple as you don't have to give back money, food, shelter, anything like that. It's as little as a smile. It's something that simple. Practice gratitude. Practice giving back practice being different practice change and when you do something like that you're gonna change the world it's that simple you're gonna change people and i used to watch um girl meets world a while back and i i still i i could say i can go back and watch it again Corey matthews said people change people it's a simple statement but do you understand the statement It's something as little as a smile, a hug, a handshake, a what's up, how are you doing today? Just something that simple that can change a person's whole day. Whole day. And I've known people who said that you coming to class or you always being positive changed my day. I look forward to coming and hearing you make a joke, I look forward to this person saying something funny, put a smile on my face and it will change someone's life. It can literally save people's life. So practice gratitude, guys. Give back. Doesn't have to be money, does not have to be. Food or show. give back, just give back in some way, shape or form. Um, and once you start doing that, you'll see how it affects you even yourself, knowing the fact that I put a smile on this person's face possibly saved their life today. Gave them a reason to keep going. Gave them a reason to be happy. You gave them that. You gave them that. That's so powerful. That is so powerful. You gave them something that small, something that's just so powerful to change. And When you start doing stuff like that, it just, you're affecting your day for more positive. Um, Last not least, um, be where your feet are. Be where your feet are. Um, And what I mean by that is, put your phone down. Get your head up. And trust everything will be okay. I had some dark days. I've had some real dark days um, in my lifetime. In my short life, I've had some real dark days but when i start being where my feet are and it doesn't it's not a literal thing at all actually i told myself hey dom let's be better for someone let's let's change for someone let's show someone that this is the dom that everyone wants to talk about this is the dom that is exclusive this is the dom that Hey, th- when he said he was going to do it, he did it. And I had to change my ways. Like I said earlier, I had to change my ways. Um, so I started being where my feet are. So if I'm on set for a podcast, I'm on set for this podcast. My phone's down, got my head up. I, I, and there, there's a million things that can run through your mind. You can, you're going to receive texts. You're going to want to put your phone down, get your head up, be where your feet are. And that's if you're working. That's if you're doing anything, be where your feet are. You don't understand how important it is. Tomorrow, you might not see that that sunshine again. You might not see that sunset again. That's how important. You might not be able to listen to your favorite artist tomorrow. Be where your feet are. Trust everything will work out. So when you have these dark days, when you go through something, when you're going through just different levels, it's okay to be where your feet are. It's okay to go through the dark days. It's okay. Trust everything will work out. And I said this, anything is possible, but everything can happen through God. Say it again. Anything is possible, but everything can happen through God. And you can change that that, that single word, the word but, to anything is possible, and everything can happen through God. Everything can happen through God. It doesn't matter what the situation is. I went through dark days. I went through tough times. I sat there and I said to myself, man, these days are dark. Man, I'm going through something. I had to get over that. I had to stop complaining. I had to stop being against myself and be better for myself. And that's how I feel. Those are six steps to winning every, if you do those six things every single day, Don't miss one of those things at all. Do that every single day. You're going to win every single day. It doesn't matter if you have a bad day. You're going to win the day. Deserve to win. Deserve to win the day. Deserve to be successful. Deserve to be the it factor. Deserve to be that guy. To be who's next. Uh, My next topic is going to be over what motivates me? Someone, and these are some of my Q and a's, um, I'm gonna wrap it up after this, but some of my Q and a's, um, I, I posted on my Instagram. I did a little poll early in the week for some questions and answers. Um, and one of them was what motivates me? And I, I had a, a few of them i go over. Them. Um, one of them was what motivates you. What motivates me every day is knowing the fact that I can, do something with my life and I could change other people's. Um, It It's so beautiful to me, the fact that just seeing how other people react to what you're doing. Um, and that's positive or negative. Um, so for me, um, I heard somebody else say this and then I remembered it. Emmett Smith once said, I don't have a plan B. I do not have a plan B. What that means for me is I know on Sundays in the future I'll be playing. I'll be playing somewhere on Sunday. I'll be doing this podcast in one or two years I'll be the number one podcaster in the United States or in the world something of that nature. There is no plan B. When you're doing something do it to the fullest. If you're going to be a dishwasher do it to the fullest. If you're going to Sweep carpet. Be the best carpet sweeper there is. If you're going to be a cook, be the best cook there is. If you're going to be a vlogger, be the best vlogger. You're going to be an athlete. Be the best athlete you can be every single day. Because if you don't, the next guy up is going to take your spot. If you fall one day and you give a, you give 90% while another guy's is giving 110, you're going to lose. All it takes is one. And I've told myself that my whole life, all it takes is one. It takes one day. It takes one time. One opportunity, one time for someone to mess up, one time for just that opportunity. All it takes is one. It'll change the the outcome of your life. So what motivates me to keep going um, is my faith. It's my family. And the simple fact is you can be great. You can be great. You don't have to. Mounting to success, like I said earlier, is not about what you're doing next um someone wanted me to talk about the new generation <laughs> um, my oh my oh my, I'm not gonna get into anything political. That's not what this podcast is for. Um, I don't speak on the politics that's everyone has their entitled to their own opinion, but um, what I think about the new generation is, and the one thing. I can really talk on and I despise about this generation is this generation's will to quit. I've, I, I, I didn't grow up. I'll say in this generation, what I mean by that is I grew up with, with my mom, um, my grandma, my granddad. Um, and they come from a generation where if something's not broke, don't fix it and prove it. And if it is broke, you fix it in today's generation is something's broke they throw it away and I, I, I've never I don't understand that so when simple things happen I see people go through hard times um, relationships um, situations with work situations with um, sports anything like that they the first thing to do they want to do is quit and I don't understand why why do you want to quit why why are you giving up? On your dream, your goal, your aspiration, something you love, something you care so deep about. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And prove it. If it is broke, you fix it. Stop quitting. Stop throwing things in the trash. Stop throwing things away. And it, it and I, I see why some people might think it's insanity. Alvin Einstein said sanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, expecting a different result. Well, stop doing the same thing over and over and over again. Change it. Stop it. Do something different. Be different. That is what I don't see a lot in this generation. There's people out there. I'm not saying don't, don't get me wrong. There's people out there who are working their tail off. They're giving their all to every single thing they do, every single thing they do. When it gets hard, they say, "Hey, let's keep going. Hey, let's keep going. Hey, let's keep going." But there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there when something breaks, hey, throw it away, let's go get another one. That's not how life should be. And I think by doing that, you're setting up yourself on a path not to grow. The second you quit is the second you fail and you're setting yourself up to always fail. The second you quit is the second you fail and you're setting yourself up always to fail. And what I mean is all it takes for you to do is quit on something one time, quit on something. It can be small. It can be large. Second, you quit on it because it's not going how you thought it was going to go. It's not. That is all it takes to fail, to set yourself up for failure. So for me, that's why with anything i do until it can no longer be repaired i keep working keep trying to fix it keep trying to keep going stop this ideology of hey it's broke we can't it's broke beyond repair that's not a, that's not a such thing as anything that's broke beyond repair if it's unrepairable you can salvage it that's why we have things called salvage yards and people take things who are unrepairable and fix it if something is broken, try to fix it. Try to fix it. Don't just give up. Don't just quit. Because the second you do that, you're setting yourself up for the rest of your life you never succeed. That simple. And the last question I'm going to go into is, what are three things that could say I look back that made me successful? And mind you, I don't think I've amounted to success yet. I don't think I have. Um, I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started with this podcast. I'm just getting started with everything I do in my day-to-day life. Um, But I can say there's three. I can name something. I'm not going to just name three. I'm going to name some things that have gotten to me where I'm at in my life now. Um, Number one, I'm going to start with God. Um, I would not, I couldn't do anything without God. I went through so hard days that, I question God, and when I stopped questioning God about why me and saying why not me, he changed my life, and I started counting my blessings instead of just realizing I had blessings. So when I started counting my blessings, I was so much more appreciative and more more grateful for things in life, and that put me to the spot where I am now. Next, I would say family. Family is everything to me, man. I'm a family guy. I love my family with my whole heart, my whole heart. Um, everything they've done, everything they've done, they've pushed me through the hardest of times. Um, they've been hard on me, but if it wasn't for those days where they were hard on me, I wouldn't think other situations are easy. I just wouldn't. Um, so when I, when I look back on it, so grateful for everything that my family's done for me. They literally have showed me that fact that failure is okay. Um, it's just not staying there. And that's, and that's the difference. Um, my family's been hard. Like I said, they've been hard. Um, but I love it. I love it. That's why when coaches are hard on me, I just see it as them being like family. Anytime a co- coaches yell at me, um, they get loud. or I think the same way, that's what my family would do. It's not the fact that they would yell but, or get loud, but they're being hard for you to succeed. You have to have people in your life who are going to be hard on you, who are going to train you to understand that. If I let you think that everything you're doing is okay, then if you're, you're never going to realize that the things you're doing aren't okay. So what I mean by that is if someone's always approving what you do with the wrongs that you do, they're always approving it and letting you get by with it, you're going to think that those wrongs are okay, and that's not true. Those wrongs are still wrong. Just you have someone who is sugarcoating the fact that you're wrong. And that's that simple. Um, next I would say failure. Failure is one of the biggest things that I failed so many times. I failed people. I feel like I failed myself a few times. Um but I tell you the biggest thing is failing the people you love. Um I'm not getting teary eyed with y'all. Not on the first episode. Not on the first episode. But um, failing the people you love, you care for, will change your mindset to never do it again. At moments, I feel like I failed my siblings, my friends, my parents relationships, coaches, myself, those are the moments. Those are the moments that are going to change your life. And you're going to sit there and say, I'll never do it again. You're going to fail a whole bunch more, but you never want to fail those people ever again. And when I learned that and I, I started understanding that it's okay to fail, just don't try to fail the ones you love. Don't fail the ones you love. You can't fail the ones you love. Stop, stop being willing to say, hey, if it affects other people, they're byproducts. They're not. They're not. They are the product. Um, and... What I will always say is Any success that I do amount to I owe it to those people I owe it to those people I owe it to those people I failed I owe this to the people that I have failed in my lifetime So failure is a huge thing for me I, I can just say that and I, I, I'm going to speak on it a lot more um, Throughout this podcast But failure is a huge thing to me um, Last but not least Doubt God I love being doubted <laughs> God, I love being doubted. I love people saying, you can't do this. You're not going to be able to do this. You you can't do this. um, It's too much for you to do. Aren't you doing too much? No. Do not put your limitations on me. Heard this when I was like in the fourth grade. And I stand by it till the day I die. I'm going to stand by this till the day I die. Stop telling me the sky's the limit when people have been to the moon. Stop telling me the sky's my limit when there have been people who have stepped foot and walked on the moon. Don't put your limitations on me. Just because you can't doesn't mean I can't. So stop when people talk to y'all, when people talk to you, don't ever let them tell you you can't do something. If you want to go out and if you're an athlete, you want to go to the NFL, You can do it. Put it. Put the work in. Ladies, if you if you want to do makeup, you want to do hair, you want to go own a business, you want to go be a Fortune 500 owner. Do it. Put the work in and do it. If you want to start your own YouTube, do it. Put the work in and do it. Be consistent. Put the work in and do it. If You want to start a podcast. Put the work in and do it. It's not going to be easy. Life is not meant to be easy. You're going to have to walk through the rain to get to the sunshine. Say that again. You're going to have to walk through the rain to get to the sunshine. And it's that simple. People are going to doubt you. People are going to expect you to fail. People are going to expect you to give up. People are going to expect you to quit. Don't. It's that simple. Don't. not saying it's simple to do. It's easier to say than just don't do it, though. Think about it. Anything you do, If you go to the gym. You know you have eleven reps. You have twelve reps to do, but you you're on rep eleven and you're just burning. Think to yourself, one more. What if I do one more rep? I do this all the time. I go to the gym. I get four reps in on a on a set of eight. I tell myself, what if I do one more rep? What if I do one more rep? Next thing I'm at six. What if I do one more rep? What if I do one more? Now I'm done. I done eight. Push past it. What if I do one more rep? Now I done nine. Ah, let's rack him. Because your body can withhold more than what your mind can do, but you have to have the power to control your mind. People are going to doubt you. People are going to expect you to fail. People are going to tell you you can't do stuff. People are going to tell you, oh, this is too much for you. Oh, you should see what you can't do. I think you should do this. I think everyone's going to have their own opinion. It's what you do with your life. Don't let anyone be the bearer of your life. You do what you need to do. You push yourself beyond all limits. You give yourself the opportunity to succeed every single day. Every single day. Like I said, remember the six things you do to win every single day. Something for your mind, something for your body, something for your soul. Show actions are louder than words. Practice gratitude. Be where your feet are. Put your phone down. Get your head up. And that's all for this episode of Strengthen Our Scars, guys. Thank you guys for coming in. Thank you guys for joining. Um, I will see you guys next week. Maybe not even next week. I might see you guys tomorrow. You never know, but the next episode is going to be coming out soon. Thank you guys for joining. Once again, my name is Dom Soon. All of our links are in bio. You can see us on Spotify, Apple.